Hello and welcome to episode 189 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Not bad man, not bad. How's uh, lockdown treating you? Oh, it's weird isn't it? Like, we are officially in lockdown now, um, which is weird weird times, but at least we all have maybe some free time to watch some cool stuff hopefully. Um, obviously that's been like what a lot of people have been doing on Twitter it seems like. Um, <laughs> Because there really isn't much else to do at this point. <laughs> Damn right. Um, I mean, we get Disney Plus in the UK, so yeah. we're sorted. Yeah, so we can finally check out. I really want to know what that Baby Yoda guy's up to. Like, just yeah, who's this Baby Yoda guy? I know. I don't even know who it is. Like, <laughs> can't wait to find out on a weekly basis going forward. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Disney Plus has obviously arrived, and plenty of other stuff has arrived on demand. Obviously, we talked about mm. last week this whole kind of blurring of theatrical and on demand. Um, and there is a bit more of that in the news this week um, as it's sort of growing. This all weird, weird situation. Of course, we talked about a lot of delays last week. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, before we get into the news, obviously, we're going to be talking about Guns Akimbo this week. Um, which yeah, is, have, we even, have we even mentioned that on the show? No, nah, nah. we, we like to just shadow drop these uh, yeah. films at times, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, an evolving, it's an evolving process, this, this whole podcast thing. Like. Mm. We don't know what the hell we're watching week to week, especially when cinemas are closed and we're confined to our homes and we've got to see what comes out on demand. But sometimes, you know, you get handed a Harry Potter gem. Yeah. You know, so get used to this period in the podcast. It's going to be fun to look back on where it's just like the most random stuff we can find. (laughs) Um, And Guns Akimbo was on that list this week. Mm. So we'll get to that shortly. Um, But yeah, to kick off the news. this was obviously going to be a lot of delay talk once again. I don't think there's any positive mm. news this week, sadly. Um, but uh, yeah, we kind of knew this was going to happen. We talked about it last week heavily. Um, and then it actually got confirmed about an hour after we finished recording last week, um, which was happened. hilarious, the timing. But yeah, Lionsgate have now um, postponed all of their upcoming releases in the coming months. Um, so the kind of three that we were talking about last week, Antebellum, uh, Run, and of course, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Mm. um are all just completely off the slate please stop calling it spiral from the book of (laughs) saw no it's his full title god damn it um but uh yeah like no no rescheduled dates like i think to my mind like and you think about all of the theatrical stuff that's been pushed and pulled and everything like fast and furious is like the only one really that kind of said like oh here's the new release date they're so far away of course (laughs) um whereas everything else i mean they they clearly you know like there is going to be some skepticism with this stuff. And you kind mm. of think like, obviously things need to be canceled in the short term, but they were clearly like, we, 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 we could do some more time. <laughs> like, yeah. And I also feel like they were like, we really like this time of year. Like this really yeah. suits this movie in general, like an April release. Yeah. So. And also I guess it is just like, bang, we know where fast in the furious is and like it or not, that movie is a big release. And mm. so People will, you know, that has claimed a spot now. Yeah. If you were looking at an April um, 21 release, you're now thinking, oh, you know, do I want to go up against that? So I respect um, it. I really yeah, do. I, yeah. I think it's the best thing to do forward. I think that ultimately we need to look at this and be like, you, you just kind of imagine like it's just on pause for a year. Like all these things that you're looking forward to, you're already seeing like the Olympics being rescheduled a year and a bunch of other sporting events um, if people care about those. And so like it, you kind of just have to imagine that everything is on hold for a year pretty much at this point. Um, so I do respect them just coming out and being like, look, you're not going to see it this year. Like just just like get healthy and then you can enjoy it next year when all this yeah. hopefully is a bit normal. I know what you mean. Um, I think I think where I'm coming from is that um, 
obviously this uh you know the, the sporting events make perfect sense that there mm. is only one time in the year that you can kind of do it to fit everything in so you've yeah. got to kind of defer you can't do summer but, olympics any other time <laughs> exactly um but obviously these movies like a quiet place is 100 percent complete the mm. the reels are probably sitting at our cinema right now yeah. like just think of that like they probably <laughs> are bro like mm. you know we get ourselves some keys we can probably get that working we might have how to hard could it up. be yeah how hard could it be man <laughs> so you know um and so Do you, you have know, a projector does it make sense to delay it for for, for a whole calendar year you know mm. when what you know let's just assume that we can go to the cinemas in august like what the hell is going to drop in august because august yeah. films won't be complete because they're not being worked on anymore so you know, I could see something like because when because Fast was coming out when end of April. Yeah, it was around March, April. It was yeah. it was pretty much give or take like a, a year delay. Because it it kind of you know it does it does feel odd like like you said you know respect it and everything else, but it does feel odd because if that movie's complete, like looking at the slate of movies, like what is going to come out in the autumn if it's not the movies that are delayed now? If we're not seeing a Quiet Place and um, you know New Mutants and all these other movies, Spiral. Like, mm. is it is it that literally Fast and the Furious is just in the writing on the walls and they're like, nah, it's not reopening in autumn? <laughs> like, is that the is that the decision they've made, or well, is another, it a commercial, or what really? A delay that happened today, um, which is now kind of the knock on effect, is very important to us. Is that Warner Bros. delayed Wonder Woman, um, mm. which was going to come out June fifth, and have now just pushed it to August fourteenth. Um, so a, a fairly small delay. Um, yeah. But, but people will realize that, of course, there was a horror movie coming out on August fourteenth by Warner Bros. called Malignant, mm. and that has now been moved indefinitely. Yeah. Um, so just no new release date on that whatsoever. But um, Malignant also makes sense because that movie's not complete. So mm. why put another date on it? Because they don't know when the lights will turn back on to start filming to finish the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the I don't movies know if they were in, or Yeah, or wherever they were at. The movie yeah. was not finished, sat on lockdown. Mm. So, you know, there is work to complete that movie. Like I say, A Quiet Place, there is zero work required to get that in front of us as soon as we're able to get it in front of us. Like that movie could drop on demand if they want it to, if they chose to do that. Yeah. Um, You know, whereas, um, you know, and you'd like to think that spiral is almost there in that respect. No, we did. We talked about that last week that Darren had posted on Instagram. Like here's the final cut. Like he was in Mm. the edit room. He finished it. It was right up until the wire that I think was always going to be the case with spiral. Cause lest we forget that of course got brought forward like six months last year. I feel like that was always this crazy production schedule and they hit it. Like he's got a finished cut of that movie. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, yeah I agree with exactly. You. So there's some, you know, so hopefully not all of these movies will be, you know, I'm just trying to hope that all mm. of these movies don't get delayed 12 months. Let's, let's yeah. hope it's just a six month pause. Yeah, and it's just a wait and see, really. Like I say, like each week now, we hope and pray that at some point, because these things are, we are getting this with less and less notice. We're used to having a lot of notice regarding these sorts of things. Mm. But stuff like The Invisible Man and The Hunt dropping last week, you know, like Mm. we wouldn't have expected something like that. Of course, they were in a slightly different position because they were already out at cinemas. Um, But yeah, another thing that I chucked in the news here, because this isn't particularly about, it's not about a horror movie, but again, the knock-on effect that it could potentially have, I think is fascinating. Um, So a movie called The Lovebirds, which was originally scheduled for April 3rd theatrical release, obviously got pulled. Um, It's a Paramount uh, release, and it is um, scheduled to be coming to Netflix now. Um, Mm. 
not a, there isn't a date on the netflix release which is a bit odd um but it does but netflix mark... will do that the day before yeah. it comes out you know <laughs> that's not uncommon yeah exactly um but this as of right now it seems this is the first big studio movie that's been pulled from a theatrical wow. release which why is now you... placed on a streaming service why would you um, even tell me that bro and yeah what's even more fascinating of course is it's paramount um they are not the first time they've done this of course they worked with netflix before with the cloverfield paradox um and of course for us in the uk which is even it's so bizarre when you think about it but annihilation um mm-hmm. never got a theatrical release in the uk it did in the us and other territories um and it just came straight to netflix in the uk so that's again that's that's free movies now where paramount have this this seemingly deal in place with netflix um and only course, paramount had some more movies we want to see <laughs> yes um and of course yeah they obviously pulled a quiet place part two um which was scheduled to come out you know around the same time as the lovebirds and obviously that is a much smaller release it's kind of like a rom-com um so it clearly wasn't going to do probably as big a numbers as a quiet place and probably didn't have the same budget either <clears throat> um, i know we're i know we're speaking a lot about this but do you think that is the news now? That's literally it going forward. <laughs> do, you, do you think a quiet place could have an on-demand release and a theatrical release in the future? It, um, I mean, and, it just depends and, when theaters are going to open and again. get both markets. Well, just you know, when theaters open, you know. So because there if, is a movie that has that. It's the the upcoming troll sequel is the first one mm, that has already announced that. That apparently yeah. April tenth. Wherever Paramount, cinemas right? are open, uh, that's Universal. Oh, is it? Um, I think it's one of the two. So, um, who released The Invisible Man and mm. Emma and the Hunt on demand? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like Trolls is in a weird thing because yeah, they're releasing it. They're saying it's day and date digitally and theatrical, but like there's no cinemas open in our country right now, and I don't think they're open in the US. I think I might have heard they're slowly opening in China again. Um, yeah, and obviously that's the sort of movie that you don't know where it's going to get its theatrical buzz, but like mm. you know. You'd like to think, well, you'd assume Quiet Place, you know, it's looking at the US territory for the cinema release. Yeah. And if it's realistically not opening, like, are they hoping that the cinemas reopen in June, July, and therefore Mm. they chuck it out then, and they think that an on-demand release would be too close to then putting it back in theatres? You know, because I personally think, you know, the amount of the people that really want to see this movie... You know, we're talking about a quiet place, um, not quiet place, um, Invisible Man. Um, mm. That's three times the price of the cinema entry for us to watch that movie. Yeah, just as um, a forty-hour so, rental, you don't even you know. Own it either. That is that is one hell of a premium. And mm. when two weeks ago I rented, uh, what the hell did I rent? Um, Joker for yeah. kind of what is it, two ninety-nine as opposed to fifteen ninety-nine for for Invisible Man. Like Joker was a release that weekend. Obviously, it had a deal, but you know that that is a massive difference. And so, only the people that are just dying to see Quiet Place would pay for that. Mm. And then, how much of a knock-on effect would that have to the theatrical to the to the layman that's just waiting, and they'll just go out and see it then? Like, I wonder, and how many people like us would probably double dip? Like, so you just I I don't know I could. I could see it having legs doing doing both. Like I, I wonder if someone's going to chance to hand at that other than trolls. 
Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. Like, because I think we will see stuff like that. Like, the, this is in a they're in a predicament. These companies where they're going to have to experiment. Like, this mm. is an uncharted territory. You know, they are going to have to do stuff. Of maybe you do say like um, this Lovebirds movie that we just talked about. If it's mm. coming to Netflix, maybe they would still put that in some limited theaters if people want to see it. You know, around like maybe Valentine's Day next year or something that would make sense for that movie. And then yeah, something like these other these plenty of horror movies, like you say, that they could go to a streaming service. They could go to the premium uh rental service as you just discussed and then they could get a theatrical release mm. you know around halloween if things are more um normal again then um so yeah it's really interesting yes yeah, it's, it's worth noting that you said about the invisible man and the hunt obviously we talked about it last week but we weren't 100 percent sure if we were getting it in the uk or mm. not um but we did it was on like itunes and the playstation store and everything else really where yeah it was like you say 15.99 um mm-hmm. For a four or forty eight hour rent, also pretty much the same as the US, which is good. You know, it's not like a yeah. crazy bad deal compared to what they were getting. Um, but of course, as you said, it is a premium. Um, because yeah, it's a lot more than what we paid for both those movies put together at the cinema. Um so Yeah, and if I look at like the the like, I don't know, Frozen Two, has that just dropped? I mean, I guess kinda that's fourteen thirteen ninety nine to buy on right. the iTunes store. I can't yeah. see the rent on here. I'm too scared to click buy. <laughs> um, and, you know, you look at Knives Out as the same, and that's to buy, so I have no idea mm. what the rental is on those. But, like, that's that's a massive difference to just, uh, you know, the um, the option of, like, Joker right now is five four ninety nine to rent. Mm. So that's gone back up. So that's the normal amount for a rental, four ninety nine. Yeah, and it's fifteen ninety nine, and I'm like, that's fine. Like, you know, like I say, and I just think, like, at least at that premium, it gets it to people that super want to pay it. Like, would I pay fifteen ninety nine to watch Invisible Man again? I don't know. I haven't yet. I'm kind of tempted because I love that yeah. movie. Would I pay fifteen ninety nine for a Quiet Place? I'll pay double. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and we would have paid it for The Hunt and Invisible Man had we not had the option correct, to go to correct. the cinema. Yeah. yeah, if we hadn't have just got The Hunt in, we would have we would have been paying for that this week. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it is worth, you know, it is worth them putting on there, I think, but we'll see. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like whether or not, I wouldn't necessarily say to people like, this is something you have to do, but I agree that i'm glad they're experimenting this is cool like don't give people options like if they if they turn the nose up at it and if if no one rents the hunt then they'll reconsider it and they'll do something else and maybe they would look at a streaming platform but like i say i think it's just great to these these movies that you're talking about specifically these movies that are completed and they're literally just sitting there not being watched Mm. and not being enjoyed at a time when we need entertainment more than ever before like just give people an option you know whether it, if it's yeah. too premium it's too premium but give people that option if they really really want it um Definitely. so yeah that's pretty much like that's most of the news this week of course is this stuff there is one small tiny thing what to put in here regarding fright fest um of course okay. goes ahead annually every august um still fair ways from it but um i appreciated that they did put out a very small statement um they just said that uh, some of you have been in touch asking whether Fright Fest will be going ahead in August. Uh, the short answer currently is we don't know, uh, but we will be making an announcement early June uh, where we hope to provide concrete information of the plans. Um, yeah. So, yeah, obviously up in the air. So I'm glad they're going to make a decision at some point um, because, yeah. you know, you need to plan these things. <laughs> like it is a big well, deal. It's because, a five day event. Because the whole thing behind Fright Fest in my mind hopefully isn't so much the virus and Mm. the lockdown but it's actually what movies can they secure yeah you know these guys don't make the deal the week before the announcement 
They're yeah. making those deals now. And they're watching these movies now or before now. And like, are the movies that they want to watch now available to them? Mm. Can they make those deals? You know, how do they broker those deals in the past? Like, can it be done this way? Like, you know, I, I think it's logistically how they make this event in the current situation we're in, as opposed to this situation is still going to be ongoing then. At least I yeah. hope. Like, I'm, I'm trying to stay positive to that side of it. But like... I at this point, you know, I'd be reasonably surprised if it does happen, mm. um, because of those reasons, um, as opposed to anything else. But um, you know, yeah, like you just... have to imagine, I, yeah, I agree with you that like cinemas will probably be open, then you would assume. Mm. But yeah, I agree with you that the knock-on effect of what's happening right now, in terms of yeah. no one's getting to make those finishing touches on their movie, no one's getting to kind of be out and about and promoting their movies. Um, but it is interesting because, yeah, obviously the, we're talking about these movies that are done. And obviously I can't imagine they get something like A Quiet Place, but there are definitely smaller movies that are getting delayed. And mm. we talked, I think, last week or the week before about that South by Southwest festival that got cancelled. Um, yeah, I was going to say, these the the latter in the year film, film festivals, mm. if they go ahead, are going to be super important because there's yes. going to be a bigger pot of movies to get world premieres, etc. Yeah, um, we talked about it as like kind of tongue in cheek, like that trailer mm. for Psycho Goreman and being like, oh, yeah, this is something that we want to see at Fright Fest. But yeah. like, yeah, it didn't. It was going to have its premiere at South by Southwest and it didn't. So movies like that, which are I done, guess, will be desperate for a festival. I guess the biggest problem is as well, like, when do those guys need to get skin in the game? When do they need mm. to start putting money down? Because I wouldn't be wanting to put any money down on something yeah. that exists, that, that is going on this year currently. Yeah. You know? um so oh, you know if they, if they announced that uh fright fest tickets were going on sale this week i wouldn't be buying them <laughs> yeah <laughs> it know? would be the only time that you could actually get them <laughs> without it being a <laughs> yeah. mess <laughs> yeah because you just you don't know for certain where we're going to be in august like what mm -hmm. what situation we're going to be so yeah yeah hopefully it goes ahead yeah fingers crossed um we'll keep you guys updated but yeah that is the news for this week uh shall we talk mm -hmm. about this week's film let's do it man let's talk about guns akimbo So yeah, obviously, as we mentioned at the top of the show, not one that it's like, obviously, w when it comes to movies on the show, we kind of have the movies that are the ones that we talk about a lot in the news, <laughs> um, movies that we obviously get very pumped and excited for, like Spiral and A Quiet Place. But yeah, this was one that like, I knew about this a while ago. Um, because I don't know if you remember or if you ever saw it, but it was one of those ones that went viral quite a lot when it was being filmed. Um, did, did you I see remember... any of this sort of stuff? Yeah, I remember, like, because obviously Daniel Radcliffe carries such kind of clout behind him that whenever he does anything, especially something that's a bit weird, it yeah. goes out there. So I remember seeing a lot of pictures of him looking yeah. like he does in this movie yeah because there was like it was kind of pretty much the production shots you know as people mm. like what people were taking of like batman when it was filming recently and uh yeah it was like him on the streets with the guns like if you've seen the poster or the trailer like the way he looks in this movie that's what people saw on the streets and it kind of mm. went viral it's like man daniel radcliffe's really lost his way mm. um and of course he was just in this crazy film um mm. so yeah like i remember being aware of this but that felt like ages ago i don't know when they filmed this like it felt like two, at least two years ago when that happened. Um, yeah, well, because obviously this movie has Samara weaving in as well, yeah. and she she looks quite different. I mean, obviously she's in a very weird yeah uh, get up in this movie anyway, but I don't know. She looks quite different into this in this movie than what we've seen her in recently. And you know, we've yeah. seen 
stuff for a while. So yeah, I'd be interested to know when this movie was actually made. Yeah, it's always um, weird with that. Like New Mutants is going to be one of those weird ones, especially because it has like a younger cast where um, these people like Maisie Williams and like Anya <laughs> yeah, Taylor that Joy, like going to be insane. Yeah, they're going to look so different. Like if they're going to have to promote the movie and then you see them on like other shows talking about this movie and this going to look so different. Um, but that's just one of those weird things. Obviously, when these movies get like so much delayed. Um, but yeah, this movie kind of snuck out on demand. Really, mm. didn't really get too much of a big release. Um, and it looked really fascinating. Like uh, that's why we want to talk about it. Obviously, it's not massively quote-unquote horror i guess it's always that weird thing isn't it like what is or isn't a horror movie that kind yeah. of bullshit this, conversation this movie's this movie's violent like this yeah. is a violent action movie um yeah. you know is is hardcore henry a horror movie mm. um did hardcore henry make our top 10 horror movie list you know is it still one of the best movies we've covered the answer exactly is yes. exactly the answer <laughs> to all those is yes um yeah. it, it, it merges all genres and it created its own right yeah and this you know this has a lot of kind of you know lineage with hardcore henry in a lot of ways kind of mm. um you know stylistically and just kind of this action that's going on and stuff obviously not not to the level of the first person or anything like that, but obviously just this guy that's, you know, a lot of gunplay and sh- shooting and action scenes like that. It did have those feels. Um, yeah, if you've seen Crank, but, this is very Yeah, this is very as well. crankish as well. Mm. Um, you know, that, that would be one hell of a trio movie night, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd need something to get through that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Guns Akimbo... Um, as we said, kind of notably starring Daniel Radcliffe and Samara Weaving. Mm. Um, Daniel Radcliffe plays a character called Miles, who's um, kind of this very um, stereotypical, down-on-his-luck kind of dropout guy. That's He's in this kind of dead-end job where he works for a video game company, but kind of he has this inner monologue that we get throughout the movie. Um mm. And he kind of says, like, oh, I work for a video game company. I know, guys, you think that's cool, but I work for, like, a crappy video game company. And then, yeah, like, like a free-to-play mobile game. Yeah, that just, like, sucks money off people. And he's like, yeah. I hate the game that I make. <laughs> and and so he kind of hates his life. And he basically um, takes uh, – we, we, we find out early on that there is this uh, – this, online uh phenomenon called was it schism schism yeah schism that's uh basically a online deathmatch uh kind of real life uh internet thing that's going on where Mm. basically two people two real life people have have been given the task to kill each other and they're in the real world and they've been given weapons and they hunt each other down in the real world and uh kill it you know whoever kills the other one wins yeah and it's basically you know kind of battle royale-ish hunger game just however you want to kind of put that in a bracket um but it's, it's like this online entertainment it seems like people are betting on the outcome and yeah sort of yeah very kind of um similar to oh christ what was that movie that we loved uh the sequel god what the hell was it called the um dark web um Oh, unfriended. Yeah, unfriended dark yeah. web, kind of like very dark webish. These these um the schism foundation um reminded me a hell of a lot of Watch Dogs two video game as mm. well. Uh, and obviously this does have a lot of video game references. Kind of Doom is referenced quite a bit in this 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 movie. Yeah, and a few other things. But yeah, Daniel Radcliffe kind of um as Miles 
discovers um, schism and is kind of watching it in the evenings in his spare time and kind of it, his job is to be like a moderator for this game. So he has to kind of... Is he a moderator? I think so, because he's trying to, like, funnel out all the negative comments and keep it, because it's, like, this family game and, like, keep it clean. That's how I kind of read it. So when he gets when he gets home, he just wants to become the worst sort of internet troll, and he is just kind of putting all these negative comments in there and just saying all these horrible things. And um, he does it so much that he gets the attention of Schism, and mm. basically... Um, finds himself uh, unwillingly involved in one of the games of Schism where he is pitted against uh, Samara Weaving as Nyx and yeah. um, they have to battle it out. Um, and, you know, that's kind of, from that point on, the rest of the movie, um, you know, we, we get to see Miles's kind of ex-girlfriend and kind of how... Um, you know, that relationship unfolds. We get to see kind of... So Miles himself, when he wakes up and he's pitted into this game, he has been given... He's basically had, what, uh, guns drilled to his hands. Yeah. So he basically can do nothing with his hands apart from pull the trigger Mm. um, of these guns. And so he is kind of forced into this world and forced into this death match. And um, it kind of unfolds that way. It's super stylistic in the way it kind of tries to portray this gunplay action. It's kind of very video gamey slash comic booky. Um which initially I found like the, the the opening scene is kind of a scene with Samara um as Nyx is her character. Yeah. I don't know if I said that already. Um and she's kind of yeah the action's very over the top and very CG but it, it kind of it wants to be CG. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it's not it's yeah. not trying to look realistic. It is trying to look um, you know stylistic in this kind of video gamey, more, more video gamey than comic booky, but kind of this blending of both type thing. You know, she's yeah. this over the top character. She's fighting over the top characters with these over the top guns, and it's all just over the top. And when the movie started, it was a little much for me, and I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then as the movie kind of as i got more of what was going on i got more of miles's character um i i kind of got used to the way that they're portraying the action and kind mm. of got got into it quite a bit but yeah initially i did find it a bit jarring yeah. um but yeah i guess i guess before i go into my thoughts too much i mean uh i guess that's the synopsis mm. Yeah, like it was, um, that was kind of what I was expecting, really. Like, not obviously the actual ins and outs of it, but kind of just seeing the poster and knowing it's kind of like, oh, okay, he's clearly been put in this situation that he's trying to get out of. Um, because that was kind of the shtick that was, you know, sold to us was like, here's this guy, he's got these guns like literally drilled through his hands, yeah. um, which is a super crazy visual and it looks really good in the movie as well. It does. Um, and yeah, like him just trying to get out of it, really. And um, yeah, like this movie was pretty much what I wanted. It was it delivered on what it was supposed to be, just this fun, brainless movie, really. Mm-hmm. That, um, we talk about The Hunt um, last week. Um, I was like, God, I can't believe that was only last week. But um, oh my God, that feels like <laughs> six months ago. I'm not going to lie, man. It's yeah, been like, a week. That really was only last week. Um, yeah, yeah. We talked about that, and and obviously it's it's uh, it's positives and it's negatives, and kind of like how it was it ends in itself, where at times it was just this fun entertainment movie, but then it kind of mm. had this other stuff going on, like the political stuff. Whereas this is straight up just like 
here's this balls to the wall type thing. It's supposed to be this mm-hmm. over the top gore and violence, these quippy one liners, very much like a over the top action movie with these kind of like video gamey references put in there of, you know, like here's the final boss, here's going up to the next level and all these kind of like little quips in there. Um, and that's pretty much what it's supposed to just be. Like I say, it's hu- overly stylized violence. And yeah. um, I think it delivered on that. Like it, it certainly had some some parts of it that I felt dragged a little bit, especially in the middle. Um, and that's kind of always the case with these types of movies, really. It's very hard to kind of, that you know, we already mentioned Hardcore Henry, so it's easy to bring up. But like that movie, uh, the pacing is just exquisite because it always knows when to go full throttle. But then yeah. when it does ease up, it's still entertaining because its characters are so interesting. Um, whereas this movie is kind of like it starts very full throttle, and I think is really fascinating the way it starts, and it very much gets to the point. Um, it, it goes a little bit, I'd say, aimless in the middle because our lead character, as it Miles, the, the character mm-hmm. name, um, yeah. Obviously, he's just trying to survive, so he doesn't massively have, like, a goal or a mission, especially when you think about it in video game terms. Like, Mm. his mission is to just survive, kind of, and then it does become more of the traditional, like, oh, I must save the girl, you know, the typical sort of damsel in distress character. Mm. Um, So then it does become more like, oh, okay, now he has a bit more of a mission, but he's never kind of the one that's driving the movie forward. He's more just, like, reacting to all this crazy shit that's happening around him. Yeah, he's very much a co-pilot to this movie's kind of yeah you know so it is difficult to keep that energy because like Mm -hmm. he's having a great time you can tell and i think that yeah one of the biggest takeaways is these two performances because they just have so much fun and i think that that kind of like breathes out through the screen and it it definitely makes the movie so much more enjoyable knowing that like here's these two people and they probably shouldn't have made this movie but they did and they're just having a blast with it um and, and especially with daniel who's just kind of he he clearly does this because he just doesn't care. <laughs> like, he, you know, these are decisions that he should probably shouldn't be making as an actor. Um, I didn't even see the other movie. Did you watch the uh, the Swiss Army Man film? Oh, my God, did I? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't even get into that. You, no, we shouldn't. Yeah. But, like, I've, I've, I've wanted to watch it for so long because <sighs> I, remember, I remember that trailer, like, so well yeah. because it was just so mental, that movie. Just, like, what is this guy doing? Um, the, the trailer does not do that movie justice as <laughs> really? how batshit crazy it is. Yeah, Honestly, I need man. to watch that. Like, it's out of this world. Um, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that movie until you said it, and then I just had this whole <laughs> flashback of it. Like, I can't even picture Guns Akimbo anymore. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ, yeah, that movie. I'll, I'll... Everyone <laughs> bring it back to that. But yeah, like, I, I need to watch that, and I just think that's yeah. the kind of typical thing, really. Like, he's not he's not picking safe options at all, really, and this guy who no, had I, such I, this I insane career as a young actor and he literally obviously it's not always about money but like he literally made enough money to never have to work again and the fact that he's living his life man yeah like he just wants to make these choices and very much like a robert patterson really of just like i'm just gonna do whatever the hell makes me happy as an actor and i think that's Mm. awesome you have to just respect that um and so yeah i I loved his performance in it he was having a blast samara as well i thought was really good um we kind of she's really fascinating because um she's one of the most like prolific actors that we've covered for the show at this point um we've covered four of her movies in the last couple of years and she's only done eight in her life like at this point um so like we've covered half of her movies and it's not by you know like oh we're seeking them out they just happen to be the movies that we want to see so clearly she's picking 
these projects in the genre on purpose um and she wants to be known as this kind of like it's not a scream queen because that's just not well she was in ash versus evil dead as well was she not yeah. or is that one yeah, of she the was yeah counting? very yeah it was a small uh, no that was just the tv show yeah there's four movies yeah. it was like the babysitter oh, there was the two wasn't there mayhem wasn't it yeah mayhem yeah. the babysitter and then ready or not last year yeah. with the other three outside yeah. of this one um but yeah like she's really making a name for herself in terms of like mm. being this prolific um person really of like i don't think there's many actors that have done the amount of genre roles that she's done in the last few years um, no richard probably like for yeah. us <laughs> yeah definitely and uh, yeah. and obviously i'm surprised been... you've not got a, a spreadsheet for this bro yeah no i, sh- you, I should really. I, I made to look it up because i was like yeah we've just seen so many of her movies now and obviously um we talked about it with ready or not ready where i was like i'm ready to see her do something different mm-hmm. was i think my biggest takeaway from that movie and um this is different it's not massively different because she's still this kind of like ass kicking uh kind of hero type where even though she does kind of play the antagonist for a lot of that movie she's still just like extremely likable in that role she's Um, just she's far too likable and charismatic where you you just kind of like her so Mm. even when she's going after daniel radcliffe who you also like you're kind of like just don't kill each other guys like you're both awesome (laughs) yeah that's what i really liked when they pitted them against each other as Mm. the main focus of the movie i was like oh okay she's not like his sidekick she's not just like the other ass kicking character who then makes him become the badass it's like no they are very confrontational throughout the movie yeah and yeah that doesn't stay that way the entire time you could probably assume that um but it's i think there's a backwards and forwards yeah, it was at least like, oh, no, no, she's not just immediately like within five minutes. OK, now we're buddy buddy, because that's generally what she's played in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of like her role in Mayhem, which I really was probably my favorite performance prior to this one of hers. And I still don't know what I would say was better, really. But um, mm-hmm. that was very much like, a, oh, I'm just your kind of sidekick who's the ass kicker role. Um, whereas I think there's a little bit more to this. Of Like, I really like how she just doesn't care. And she is just kind of like just tearing through people throughout the entire movie. Yeah, basically. it's awesome um there's a scene in like a um junkyard yeah where she's just got like a minigun and it's yeah. just awesome <laughs> yeah um, like she's just having such a blast in the movie yeah. which is cool but yeah like overall like i really did enjoy the movie it's not one that i think is massively deep or like oh let's get into this minutia of this character and story it was just one of those ones of like throw it on have a good time and again we've talked about this a lot this year in particular where vfw um didn't deliver that for us where we just wanted mm-hmm. to have a kick-ass movie good time yeah. Um, and then the hunt kind of straddled that line of like, yeah, had it that came for closer, parts. but still didn't quite. Yeah. And I think this is like what we were kind of talking about of like, is this the best well-made movie? No, but like, did I enjoy it? Yes. And I, and I think mm. that's pretty much all I can say about the movie. Like that's obviously a, a good thing. Like I enjoyed it coming out of it for sure. Yeah. I think the hunt comparison would be interesting to come back to once I've given my thoughts on it, because mm. yeah, this, this movie, um, I, I, I really enjoyed you know, it was the exact dumb fun that I love. Like, mm. I can't handle these kind of crazy in-depth movies every week. I don't think any of us can. And sometimes yeah. you need this nice palate cleanser. I mean, I didn't necessarily need it after The Hunt last week because that <laughs> yeah. was reasonably light. But, like, this was just one hell of a palate cleanser for me. Like, I threw it on. I kind of very early on was like, I'm going to need a couple of beers for this. And I just kind of had a couple of beers, watched this movie, had a great time. Like... Mm. Daniel Radcliffe is just amazing. Like, I'm, like, outside of horror movies, a huge Harry Potter fan. And seeing him just do these crazy things post-Harry Potter, I I love. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I just want him in the next Robert Eggers movie, uh, as a side <laughs> yes. note, uh, because that would just be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he was just awesome in this. Like, I loved his character. I loved the references to all of the video game stuff. This really just felt like a video game movie. Um, you know, very similar to Hardcore Henry in that respect. Um, mm. Obviously, like, I don't like to keep referencing Hardcore Henry with it because Hardcore Henry is elite. This this movie isn't elite. No. Um, but this movie is great fun. I think, like, um, the like I say, you, when you get used to the action, the story is, as you said, fast-paced and fun. And, and Daniel Radcliffe really... Um, does just bring all this together you know he's got these guns kind of bolted to his hands and like instantly he starts the movie in like a dressing gown and i'm like well (laughs) how the hell are you getting dressed pal and then they they literally go into that in detail you know he's staring at the door handle thinking how the hell am i gonna open the door like yeah the early comedy was great like him trying to use a phone and all that stuff just all of that was brilliant like there's a scene when he goes to the toilet which is just funny (laughs) and like he's just like oh just just don't blow off my dick like i don't care where it goes as long as i don't blow my dick off (laughs) like all of those things were just brilliant and i think kind of um you know i did i did get to about an hour into this movie and kind of thought to myself i feel like it's coming to an end this is gonna be mm. a short one and then saw that there was still half an hour left and was like Ooh. but the 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 next half an hour still went by pretty well like the movie yeah. takes a turn um i still enjoyed it um and yeah for me i enjoyed how over the top and silly it was and when you thought it was gonna um scale back and become less silly it kind of becomes more silly pretty much yeah um and so yeah for for me um yeah pretty much enjoyed it throughout like like um what you kind of said like if if we were to start to critique this in a lot of detail and i think kind of um that's the interesting conversation for me in that last week we watched the hunt and enjoyed it quite a bit but did pick at it quite a lot Mm. And I think with this movie, because this movie just doesn't care, like, it's just like, I just want to give you this fun ride. Yeah. You can't pick it apart because it gives you a fun ride. And, like, everything else to this movie is secondary. Um, and it delivered on that premise. And so, you know, obviously, um, see, I do think it's an interesting conversation to be like, well, you know, which one is the better of the two? Because I think The Hunt does a lot of things right. Um, yeah. But this movie just nails what it wants to nail and yeah, have, that, only, have that dumb fun. Yeah, you, you know? can only review like what they give you, basically. And yeah. like the hunt is trying to say a lot and, and do a lot, mm. whereas this is very, when they say more limited, really, where it's just like, no, nah, we just want you to have a good time. And, and if you start worrying about who Schism is and who the story is and, oh, what's Nick's backstory and all that sort of stuff, yeah, like, exactly. it just doesn't matter, like, ultimately. In the no, movie, like, like, front. yeah, like, I don't care what Schism is. I don't care about like all of this stuff when they start to give you kind of Nix's backstory and some of that, I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's like a dumb little, you know, literally video game character, read one line and I get their backstory. Okay, great. Mm. Um, this movie has a fantastic cameo in it as well. Um, the, the one and only, uh, guy man from X-Files. Uh, <laughs> so obviously if you are an early listener listening to us review X-Files, uh, I don't even one... know that reference. You, you remember guy man. The 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 <laughs> who is that? Oh, are you are you talking about like the homeless guy in this movie? Yes. 
Oh yeah, he was in X Files, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Because yeah, I know him because he's a comedy actor. He's obviously yeah, been he's in, quite in Jumanji a lot of recently. Right. He, okay. he was Guy Man from from X Files. <laughs> right, um, I did which not was remember like, that. Which was like the tongue in cheek episode where he was, was an alien, and yeah, it was it was the best episode of that season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I just love him. Like I love yeah, his voice, great. and and when he popped up, I instantly was just loving it. Mm. Um. And yeah, I, I think kind of throughout this movie, you got that that kind of you you got the sense of this crank like action where kind of you know he's got this frantic pace to it, but then it does slow down and it does give you these funny moments. Um, it gave me enough, even with him and his girlfriend, that like I kind of understood the relationship and and kind of thought to myself, okay, like. I can I can see why you're doing what you're doing to try to get back to her and stuff. Like there are enough threads there, but it didn't bore me with too mm. much. Yeah. Um so yeah, for me, like it kind of it it nailed most of the things that, that I wanted it to do and and just gave me a good time, which right now is all I can hope for with my films. Like I don't yeah. want to watch this two and a half hour depressing movie i've got the real yeah. world like yeah. i i want to watch guns akimbo and just have a good time and and see harry potter blow shit up with gun hands yeah know? and i think that's why we picked it really it was like <laughs> yeah. i i that's what i had hoped like i didn't i wasn't i wasn't ready for something heavy and i agree with you that it was just like i just want to see something that's a real very similar to like a video game of like i'm just going to switch off my brain for the next 90 minutes and enjoy yeah. this for what it is and i think it definitely delivered that for sure <laughs> um yeah i think one small criticism i would have was like the overall the the kills in general are very good and it's very violent and it's very much that kind of what we're used to now in modern cinema of like a lot of cgi to kind of make it seem a, a lot more bloodier than it is mm. um i i think that you start to become a little bit kind of, I don't want to say bored by it, but like by the end of the movie, you've seen the same type of kill a lot. Um, it yeah. reminds me of like John, the John Wick movies where I think that that's, what's really popularized. That. And of course it wasn't the first to do it, but I think the whole, like one person steams in a room, they're running around with guns specifically, not hand to hand combat. Yeah. And just shooting people from like a foot away. And it's just headshot, 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 blood, blood, blood. And mm. I think that it starts to lack a little bit of creativity for me, for the movies that I personally hold way, way higher are the ones like Hardcore Henry and more specifically The Raid, which mm -hmm. never felt boring or dull with its kills. Every single room he entered, they found new and inventive ways to keep you interested as an audience member. And so I want to bring that up because I think that's kind of like an overall mm -hmm. thing I have is this kind of like where we have this, this subgenres smashing together, these kind of like action type horror movies. That's my only critique is going forward. I don't want to see like the same type of kills, like just mix it up a little bit. It doesn't always, I get with this movie. It was, they were stuck with the whole guns thing because he literally has them attached <laughs> to his hands. Um, but, yeah. but Nick's there's a lot of handgun killer, kills. Like they could have yeah. done some more stuff with Nick's where she uses yeah. a lot of guns. And I would well, have liked to see more weapons like machetes and baseball bats and other different stuff. They, they even reference it in the movie. Yeah. where miles kind of says to her do you, do you have to keep doing the dick shot like yeah. can you not mix it up a bit <laughs> like yeah and and so they are kind of referential to yeah, it that doesn't definitely. give it a pass but like it, that did make me laugh when when he kind of said that and then like yeah. she, she nails a couple up a couple others straight after it and it's like yeah. it is it is trying to like it's probably i think at this point it's easy and yeah. it looks good and it's effective yeah, there's a so, blueprint that works now. Yeah, whereas, you know, the raid has got some of the most talented choreography in the world in it. Like I say, like, um, Hardcore Henry is elite. And I think mm. kind of what makes those movies to that level is 
that it does those special things. Whereas for me, this is like, you know, watching Samara Weaving and Daniel Radcliffe uh, do their gunfights and shoot people in the head at close range was way more enjoyable than watching Keanu Reeves do it. Like, sorry, yeah. that, that's that's how I feel. Like, yeah. it, it just was more fun to me. Like, I've seen too many John Wick movies at this point. Like, whereas this was the same formula, but with these different characters was, was more entertaining to me. So yeah, it was still entertaining, but yeah, I I would, I could have done with some like variety, especially like when she got like the minigun stuff, like if Mm. she'd got a couple of cool things like that, um, you know, there's a scene with another character where she comes out with these kind of crazy guns and, and, and Nick's kind of talks about her mages and that. I'd like it if she had more of an arsenal to kind of go into it more, but but yeah, still, you know, I think I think right now on demand, you can't go wrong with this movie. Yeah, for sure. I think one other thing I wanted to mention was I think overall the soundtrack was very good. I think oh, it just yeah, definitely. totally suited the movie. Um, they kicked things off brilliantly where they have this like metal cover of um, the Dead or Alive song from the 80s, mm. um, which was awesome. And they use it again later on, which was cool. And I wanted more of that because they kick off the movie in such an exciting way where I was like, yes, this is what I want. That kind of like very tongue in cheek. Like we all love the kind of the eighties pop songs, but these like re redone versions of them in a metal version, which I think suits Mm. the movie really well. And that song was awesome. And I just wanted them to pick other more weird, obscure pop songs and then redo them. And there isn't any more. They use this one twice and it's awesome. Like really, really enjoyed it. Um, But yeah, that was another thing that stood out to me because it's very hard to, to make an effective soundtrack without it just becoming kind of, Especially licensing with these smaller indie movies. Like, it's very easy to just buy X amount of unlicensed, boring metal music that just all sounds the same. And yeah. this this didn't do that. I thought this didn't No, have a because sound. even even not having a lot of licensed stuff, like, the licensed track was fantastic. Mm. Um, but even a lot of the other stuff, it did really have a real banging soundtrack. And it, it definitely, it felt very Doom. Mm. You know, if anyone's played the recent Doom video games, you know, that is just like a heavy metal just yeah. over the top just like you, oh, your those, eyeballs those are bleeding are incredible yeah after a couple of hours because it's just it 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 just slams you in the face in every way it possibly can like mm. mentally visually audio audio and kind of this this movie kind of tries to do that and it doesn't quite get to those levels of craziness but it but it mm. does a bloody good job and um the fact that you're not engaging with it actively like you yeah. are a video game like i think it does as possible you know as good as it can yeah um definitely. So yeah, um, I also I also really enjoyed that. Like, I, I, I this might have just been me, but Samara Weaving uh, has got like a ton of tattoos and stuff in this movie. Mm. One of which is the Deathly Hallows, right? Is it? Which yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I cool. was like, hell yeah, guys! You know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I like, that even... is not that's not a coincidence that that's in there. Yeah, that's so yeah, cool. that's in there for the the giant uh, Harry Potter horror movie nerd crossover fans that we've got. And I did appreciate the fact that she didn't like, she didn't look the way she looked in Ready or Not or Mayhem. She looked dramatically different in this movie, which I thought was cool. It wasn't mm. just like, because she is like well known now and people mm. will go to see it for her. And I think it's easy just to have her look the same in every movie. And this movie didn't do that, um, which was cool. Yeah. Um, when when she first kind of popped up on screen, I didn't recognize her instantly. Yeah. Like, I didn't know she was in this. Yeah. I didn't know she was in it. I don't know whether you did going in, but I only knew Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, so, I did know she was in it. So yeah, so I didn't I didn't recognize her straight away, which was which yeah. was good. Um but yeah, recommendations. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think I think this is the movie you need right now. Mm. I think like you're you're stuck at home and you you want to watch something that just kind of take your mind off it. This will just be an hour and a half of fun. Um yeah. 
you know, and the movie, the movie probably isn't going to stick with you massively afterwards, apart from the fact that you had a good time. And like, do you know what? Sometimes you just want to go to the movies or you want to stay at home at the movies and you want to have a good time. And yeah. like, this does that. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, this is a movie that's definitely not for everyone, for sure. And there'll be mm-hmm. plenty of people that if you come for the story or the characters or, you know, other stuff in the genre, this isn't for you. But this is more like a have you enjoyed Crank or a Hardcore Henry or stuff like that, even the John Wick stuff as well, as we mentioned. Um, if you like that hybrid of action first with mix of horror with how violent it is and you literally just want a good time and and i agree with you that's kind of that's exactly what i want i I am the story guy and i am the character guy but right now i really did just want a movie that was very brainless fun um and we've seen some bad ones as we mentioned we've seen movies that just don't deliver that so like that's why i do appreciate this is like i agree with you this isn't on the level of some of the movies that we're perhaps referencing and obviously go check those out if you haven't already but if you've already seen the likes of those movies and you still really want just a good fun time for 90 minutes like you really can't go wrong with this movie i don't think um also daniel radcliffe man exactly like just yeah. just doing doing crazy shit like i love it i i love like a disheveled full crazy daniel and i just want him yeah like he needs to yeah, get to that Robert level just he get needs, there. <laughs> he needs to just join up with eggers and like get him in his next movie grow himself a nice grizzly beard and get yeah. stranded on an island like <laughs> That that's what I want. I want the lighthouse too, where we have where we just add Daniel Radcliffe. I want it so we have yeah. Robert is basically there, the elder yeah. one. It's like yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so incredible. But um, Eggers, you can have that, mate. Have it, make it. That's fine. We don't want anything apart from to see I'm, that movie. I'm pretty sure he's got another movie that sounds also pretty awesome. But um, either way, I'll be <sighs> I'm happy. Sure he does. But... <laughs> Let the man do what he wants. All right, fine. do no wrong. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion of Guns Akimbo. We will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, we do had some uh, questions and emails this week. Of course, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at shbpod. If you want to send us a longer email, it's superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we had one here from Sean, uh, Sean from Twitter, in fact. Um, the uh, the other the two Seans, of course, um, who says, uh, uh, with my newfound time uh, I've received from Florida self-quarantine, I figured I'd give you guys a shout um he says i know you guys are into horror video games and some j horror but i was wondering if you guys had experimented or had infinity for horror themed anime slash manga especially uh jinji ito i believe it's pronounced uh related art has really blown up in the mainstream especially in the states um if so i'd love to hear your take on the medium or recommendations if you guys do enjoy it um so yeah just first before i get to a second part um i've not really experimented too much in this um especially when it comes to these the sort of anime manga stuff like definitely the thing that i've seen the most of is death no um as i mentioned it on the show before like massive fan of death no i've watched it for a couple of times now and i read the most recent like uh, manga that they released as well which was awesome um to see it kind of return in 2020 um but yeah, like the horror aspect of it is has really flown me by. Um, and yeah, especially as you mentioned, you know, we're already into like the J horror stuff. Like I, I love so many J horror movies, um, but never really got into that sort of stuff. Um, have you have you seen any of this at all or anything like that? No, I'm kind of the same as you, really. That I mean, I'm not. I've never really watched much anime. Full stop. Yeah, um, you know, I've, not even, Note, I've not even watched Death Note. Oh, like, watch it, I've 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 got it. I've had it in my Netflix queue forever. But like, I don't know, just like. 
I'm never in the mood for it. Um, mm. It's just not a thing that I gravitate towards, kind of, you know, and I think that, I mean, there's just so many hours in the day, isn't there? And like, yeah. if you're watching horror movies and you're playing a lot of video games, there's only so much you've got. But, um, but yeah, I think definitely for me, it's that discoverability that there's, when I've tried to look, like you've explicitly said death note, death note, death note, and even then mm. I've not watched it let alone at that point just being like, what the hell do I watch? And seeking out the horror and the cool stuff. Um, yeah. So I'd love for, I'd, I'd definitely love for, you know, Sean, let us know, you know, what, what good stuff is out there because um, I don't know, man, like I could imagine the horror being being insane, like in yeah. that medium. Well, he did actually mention a recommendation as well. So he says, mm. I've been catching up on the Berserk manga um, and some of my, in some of my newly found free time and highly recommend that series um, as both a manga and anime. Um, uh, either way, it would be great to hear your thoughts. Uh, for me, the medium isn't the greatest at capturing true dread, but exceptional at depicting gore and grotesque imagery. Mm, yeah, um, I imagine. Yeah, like that's what's crazy about those is like I loved flicking through and seeing like those crazy images of like, of course, it isn't the same as watching a horror movie um, because you're like in control of, of course, reading it. Um, but it's very much that, you know, they can come up with these insane things in animation that you just can't do, obviously, mm. in live action, which I think is really cool. Like one of the things that I remember seeing ages ago, or it was not too long, I guess, for some people, but um, when Kill Bill first came out and they had that kind of like extended anime sequence, um, watching that at the time um, as like a younger teenager, I remember like seeing that and being blown away because I hadn't seen any sort of anime that was that yeah. violent before seeing like heads being chopped off with samurai swords and all the blood squirting on the wall and the faces and everything like that um and that was why like at that time i really wanted to get into it and again at, at the time just didn't really know where to go or look for it um so yeah like i definitely appreciate this sean because i do want to check out like i want to see this berserk uh, the anime and see if see if it's sort of readily available um because yeah, I agree with you. Like it's, it may not be the best that, you know, capturing that, like, especially like, I think video games is like the best format for that really of like, if you're playing the game, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about Resident Evil three in the coming weeks. Um, but that sense of like mm. impending dread and scare is really hard to calculate oh God, even in so film. Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I, but yeah, I do appreciate this for sure. Um, and yeah, he, said, he went on to say, I hope you both staying safe. Um, and I know that myself and countless other fans are grateful for your podcast during times like these. Best regards. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for the kind words, Sean, of course. And thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thanks, um, man. And stay safe as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I definitely want to check these out now. Like, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it's like, I've, I've, I have dabbled in it, of course, with like the Death Note stuff. It's not massively horror, but it is got, yeah, you know, super violent one. and stuff in it. And yeah, like, it's, I love that so much. I remember coming out of Death Note being like, right, what do I watch next? And the stuff that was obviously getting mostly recommended to me were the more traditional anime type stuff. The kind of, there's a lot of like superhero trope type stuff in animes with lots of people with like superpowers and that. And that wasn't massively appealing to me at the time. Um, mm -hmm. But something that's a more grounded type story um, would, would definitely sound appealing to me. So I'm definitely going to look those up. Um, but yeah, and we do have some questions on Twitter. Um, I forgot, actually, we did have a question about Guns Akimbo. Um, oh, yeah. So just moving it quickly back to the movie. Um, we have one from Chad, um, who says, uh, how many shits does Dan Radcliffe not give in his movie choices? Oh, man, he, he gives he gives zero shits. Like, I love it <laughs> so much. Like, I just, I just want him to keep doing what he's doing, but be mm. more prolific. Because that yeah. Swiss Army man, like, that must have been, what, 15, 16? like yeah it was a while is it, it wasn't that old? it was at least three or four because because i feel like it was it was round about the time that we were like 
yeah 2016 so the podcast was kind of like just started around there and Mm. and it was one of those that i think we were kind of like well maybe we could watch like and i remember just thinking like we're never watching it for the show i've just got to watch this (laughs) yeah and like my god and um yeah i think kind of like him doing crazy stuff like this just as i said before like i love it so much so i i just want him to give give less shits and but make more because mm. i love it yeah i completely agree like i love how much he just doesn't care and like you say there are a few actors around where they are able to just do that based upon their previous work and, their, and the previous level of kind of respect that they have amongst their peers where they can just be like i'm just gonna do whatever like you see it with with older actors i feel like get to that point but i'm glad that we get to see people in their like 20s and 30s now that can kind of achieve that mm. and it isn't just reserved for the older actors that maybe did the more traditional respected quote-unquote oscar bait type movies perhaps um and now can just be like you know what i'm just gonna go batshit in a lighthouse for two hours um yeah because yeah they're the type of movies that i want to see um yeah well that's the thing he's like do you know what i'm harry potter like i don't (laughs) i haven't got to worry mate like exactly so i'm just gonna do some crazy stuff and like you know him in going back to like horns and stuff was just fantastic Mm. like even the um uh what was the the kind of light ones. horror um oh was it the um oh, there was the woman British in black movie. or something yeah, woman, yeah in woman in black yeah um you know that was that was kind of weird and like mm. just just like it, it didn't quite hit for me but like i, yeah, I just want to keep seeing him doing this weird stuff like horns was fantastic swiss army man is the weirdest goddamn movie you've ever seen <laughs> in your life and this was just great fun so like yeah, yeah keep going daniel I, I'm definitely going to add Swiss Army Man again to my backlog. Just do it, lot, man. But I do need it, to man. watch it because it's one of those ones that, like, I feel like is a good point of reference. <laughs> I just need I, to see it. I the problem is, like, if you start talking about it, I'm going to have to watch it again because <laughs> as much as I remember that movie, like that movie's so nuts. Yeah, I don't know if you can watch that movie more than once though, because man, there's <laughs> some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. And yeah, we did have another question um, from Cody who says, uh, Hey, super horror bronados. Uh, what's your favorite horror movie mask and or costume? Um, and if you were to create a new horror icon, what would they look like? Um, he also has another question, but we'll get, we'll do this one first. Um, yeah, God, you, are, you, are, you ask me some hard questions. Cody, Cody. what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, I mean, I guess, so if we, if we say a mask, we're not talking about uh, Freddy Krueger. Well, and, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult, like that. right? Mask and or costume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Freddy like counts because he puts up all that prosthetics and makeup and like it is a costume. Like the I'll hat. Give, the so he said. So he said favorite mask and then favorite costume. So favorite mask, ghost face. <laughs> favorite costume, Freddy Krueger. You know, you're just cheating at this point. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, like ghost face is so iconic. Like. Mm. When we were dumb kids doing Halloween, like that was the mask we wore every year. Remember mm. the bleeding ghost face mask we had, bro? Like, yeah. <laughs> how is that not the best mask? It's the best mask. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think it's awesome because it, it does such a good job of what it needs to do, which is that it, because yeah. of how massive it is, it completely hides who's under it. And that is yeah. such an important part of that mask of like, when when you talk about the funny mask these days of how they just cut, like you can see people's yeah. eyes and or yeah. maybe their nose or their mouth, whereas like, you can't see anything of someone's face when they're we, we all know We all know who goddamn Batman is. Like, exactly. look at that chin. <laughs> we know who that is. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, Ghostface could be anyone, you know, mm. and, and that's why those movies, when it's revealed, 
it's a man, it's a woman, it's whoever, like tall, short, indifferent, like it really does cover everything. Like, mm. so yeah, I like, and for me, that mask is iconic. Like when I see, when I see that mask, it brings me back to like so many things with my childhood. You know, we spoke recently about it, like the, those movies were so important to us. Mm. So yeah, for me, that mask is like the one, like um, obviously, you know, we've not spoken about so many awesome ones, but yeah, I think that's what I'd pick. I definitely want to give a shout out to uh, Jason's hockey mask because I I just love the simplicity in it and how it was just this normal sporting piece of equipment that then has become so, um, you know, tied to Jason that like Mm -hmm. no one really can see that mask. I know I can't and not think about that guy. And I think it's awesome how it just has that kind of deadness to it where you really are imagining like what is going on behind that and so many different iterations as well. You talk about how with Ghostface, I never want it to look different to how it looked in that first movie ever. Whereas I loved how kind of like when it got really grotesque. Every one of those movies. the Jason X version of it, I think mm. was awesome as well. Like this new intake of it is like really metal part. That's like, you know, it started to become a part of his face in those movies, like the Jason goes to hell mask and stuff. Um, so I think they did so much with it, how it adapted over the oh, years. Oh yeah. You, you look at that mask and you know, which movie it's from because of the yeah. mask, which is crazy. Um, and definitely deserves a shout out. Um, yeah. I think in terms of like where, what, what I would like to see in a mask and stuff, like, I instantly like I love like that Jason X look, that metallic yeah. look. Um so I think kind of something like that could be super interesting. I I love anything that's kind of like Leatherface as well and that that way kind of we saw it recently in um oh god, what was that movie that I liked that you didn't like so much that was kind of like The Hunt uh Christ. Oh, um, the uh, the Furies. The Furies, yeah, 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 where um there was a guy that was kind of like a leather face mask there, and like that was awesome, mm. and um like so many things like um that over the years always hits with me if it's done well. Yeah, yeah, I think as far as creating a new one, really, I would have to just steal from other popular culture, um, yeah. which would be kind of the, to me the most iconic mask would be the Slipknot masks, and like so many different oh, iterations over the years that have been so great. Um, my personal favorite is that I love Corey's mask from like the psychosocial years. Um, that yeah. would have been what the third album was that on? Yeah. Um, but like that era, um, I, yeah, I thought that would be so liminal versus went. Yes, yes. Um, I just love the. It's like it's basically this big sheet of plastic that you essentially wrap around your whole face. It's like this long bit that's then very tightly wound at the back. Um, so it very much kind of like you can see the eyeballs and and again parts of your face, but because of how compressed it is, it's just proper against your face. Um, and so yeah, I really think that something like that would be really cool for sure. Um. And then, yeah, he also says, um, have you considered revisiting the uh, Phantasm or Halloween franchise films? Cheers. Um, Dude. I think that was obviously because we were talking about how we might be revisiting some older stuff in the coming weeks, potentially, Mm. if the obviously new releases dry up. Um, But, yeah, you've kind of already done the Phantasm one, right? Yeah, I was going to say, dude. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, I jumped in that rabbit hole last year. Um, Mm. Was it post my – it was post my – uh puppet master trauma wasn't it i can't Mm. remember now which one around it was but um i remember more phantasm because that actually sounded interesting yeah and it was and like yeah so so um yeah to answer that question like i'd never seen phantasm before so i got the arrow collection and watched them all last Mm. year and yeah i had a i had a topsy-turvy time with it to say the least like i had a great time i also had bad times like that Mm. that franchise is not 
golden all the way through, but it's fun and just very unique. Um, and yeah, kind of having this through run with these core actors that somewhat stay the same, sometimes get recast and then cast back again for future movies. Um, you know, they might shoot stuff for the first movie that they don't use until the fourth movie for mm. 20 minutes of the movie. Like that is just a crazy, you kind of like the arrow presentation of that is one of the elite arrow uh, packages. Yeah. Like it's obviously the, the way it looks and the fact that you get the ball is awesome, but it's just, all of the documentaries and the retrospectives that came out and the way that they could talk to the cast years removed and kind of um, all leading up to Ravenger, which is the last movie, which kind of didn't lead up to the hype. But, but you know, my God, like, just, just the fact that that movie got to be made is awesome. And, like, mm. yeah, I think with that, it's something kind of... You, you really need to watch and know everything behind it as well as the movies to get the full kind of love of it but yeah i I had a good time man yeah Um, they always sound really interesting like i say i only know hardly anything about them obviously based upon your the conversations we've had on the show um mm. so it would be interesting yeah obviously halloween like we talked a lot about halloween on the show (laughs) um obviously we've discussed kind of obviously we covered the most recent movie and obviously we'll be covering the next two um you know we obviously talked in depth about the rob zombie both his halloween movies on our mm-hmm. 100th episode um so kind of all those conversations are already out there and obviously we've i've already discussed frequently how much i enjoy halloween free um and i'm sure both of us very much enjoy the original like there isn't too much to say about it it's, oh, yeah, it's a classic isn't it um but yeah it's interesting like it's um it's a difficult one when we talk about the older ones because that's something that we've heavily avoided on the show. Like we, we obviously have these conversations, especially the arrow releases and that sort of thing. But like yeah. our focus always wanted to be new horror. And this is the only time where that's ever been a struggle. You know, when we started the show, we were kind of lucky really, because we very much were on the, the start of this, what I would consider a renaissance for horror. Definitely. And you know, this was when we started the show, there was no Ariaster, There was no Jordan Peele. There wasn't really the mm. Mike Flanagan we know today. All of these guys have become big deals over the course of the show which we've just been extremely lucky for. Um, whereas now we are at this predicament where we just don't know when these next big films are coming out. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see really. Um, but yeah, we're yeah, definitely still so. open for these ideas for sure. We have been talking about a few things off air, but um, for now we should, we should still have enough of these few, few releases, you know, like if stuff like guns akimbo is about, then we're, we're fine, aren't we? <laughs> Good times, man. Um, Good times. Yeah. But so yeah, thank you very much for that one, Cody. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Unless you have anything else that you've been watching lately, I have watched a couple of interesting movies actually. Go on. Um, so I've gone back to the one and only Fright Fest. Nice. Um, let me take good. you back. Let me take you back a couple of years. Um, let me take you back to Mega Time Squad. Oh yes. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> wow. I, I picked me up a Mega Time Squad Blu-ray nice Uh, because i have the the same one why not (laughs) um and yeah i watched that movie and obviously so we saw this movie what was it 2017 fright fest i'll have to look it up now i assume because it was 18 18 Mm. it would have been yeah Yeah. two years ago yeah 18 was that the was that the what day was that was that the friday uh, i don't know bro i barely remember what year it was, it was. i remember it was a late um, night one it was but like it was the late o'clock. night it was one of our late night viewings it might mm-hmm. have was no it wouldn't have been our first late night viewing that we did but yeah it was it was a late night viewing kind of and it was probably i can't remember more at this point but still my favorite late night viewing that we've done mm. 
because it was just exactly what I wanted. It was just this dumb, fun thing, very similar to Guns Akimbo, where it knows what it's trying to do. Like, you know, with this movie, it's playing around with time. So, um, you know, this guy gets a bracelet that gives him the ability to uh, go back in time. And he's basically uh, part of a heist gone wrong where he's trying to screw over this drug lord that he works for. And it's just very comedic, very tongue in cheek, not not super horror, just just very genre. Mm. And um, yeah, watching this movie a second time, it still made me laugh a load. Like I love the lead character. I love the humor. And um, yeah, it completely nailed again for me. So yeah, I uh, super enjoyed it second time round. Um, it was it yes. was sorry, go on. It, it was the Friday, the opening night on uh, twenty eighteen. Right. So we saw yeah. the Ranger, Summer of eighty four, and then Mega Time Squad. Nice, <laughs> that was a hell of a triple uh, threat. And I certainly remember two of those movies. I was going to say, yeah, the Meat Life <laughs> effect there. Um, so so yeah, and um, yeah, it, it was a great time. And then um, speaking of opening nights at Fright Fest. Mm. um i then uh decided to watch come to daddy nice um so i this really is, want to rewatch yeah, that opening of last year's fright fest for us starring so the, the blu-ray came movie, out for that didn't it elijah wood yeah the blu-ray has come out nice. um the arrow blu-ray for 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 mega time squad had fright fest stuff on it um yeah. but obviously you kind of expect it for arrow releases i haven't got in my head who the distribution company are for come to daddy but it had all the fright fest stuff on it which was awesome right. Yeah, because uh, I wasn't expecting that, and um, yeah, it had um, obviously. Yeah, watching this movie again, um, again, just a super fun time. You know, uh, you talk. We're talking about Daniel Radcliffe, like another person that I love to just see do crazy shit as Elijah Wood, mm. um, and like this movie, he doesn't go quite crazy Elijah Wood, but we get to see this still fun version of Elijah Wood just in these weird situations. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the comedy, um, kind of when the over the top kind of uh, gang leader character comes along. Um, he's he's super funny, like he is first time round, yeah. and and yeah, a pretty good time. I think it's one one of these movies that um, you know probably repeated viewings. You're not going to get so much out of. Like I can see myself throwing on Mega Time Squad quite often. Mm. Uh, Come to Daddy was was fun, and like it is a good movie, but it's not. Yeah, I watched it the second time. There was still a couple of... There were things I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember this. And, like, yeah, but it, it was still good, man. Like, and, um, yeah, man, Fright Fest, just keep, keep on going. Um, did, you, did you remember the scene where the projector stopped working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at least I got to watch it uninterrupted this time. It's the scene when he's talking um, about Elton John, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Is it, is it that, Elton John? Is that what he's talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean Reginald? Um, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and because that scene is a long scene, and we yeah, have to see it, it twice. Yeah. And I think, yeah, so, so yeah, now I haven't seen it for a third time, but only the movie <laughs> a second time. Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of doesn't land as much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and kind of just really briefly to finish it off, I did decide to watch It Chapter 2 again. All right. And just to briefly your first say... Rewatch, or? Um, no, this is my second, this is my third time watching it now. Right, okay, yeah. Um, and it's just like, these two movies, like, are just so, the spectacle and the scale of them, Mm. like, we watch so many, like, low budget things and indie things, and even when we get the cinema releases, like, we, we see nothing to the scale of this for, for the podcast. And, um, 
you know the the, the problems you know the, the problems of the movie exist they're there um but whatever like this movie is a five hour kind of spectacle that just does true homage to the stephen king novel mm. and this is my first time re-watching the movie post reading the book yeah. And it does such a good job of taking all of the good stuff from the book and building better stuff off it. Yeah. Um, and I love the rolling joke of Bill and his novel and them saying that the ending sucks because the ending of the, the It novel really did make me feel bummed out because it has a very kind of somber and, and kind of depressing ending, mm. um, which I respect, but like, you've just read like hundreds of pages and, um, you know, I, I like, I love Bill's line in the movie where he's like, look, everyone wants a happy ending and that's not life. And you can tell that he's like young in his career of writing and he's got that chip on his shoulder. And, and I love the fact that King can poke fun at that now in like his latter kind of writing years and um yeah I, I you know the movie's long like i had to watch it in multiple sittings um let alone the two movies together but my god like i just love that they exist and they're just yeah. to such a different level like really just out of this world w- would the ending have been better if it was set in the overlook hotel um well all endings would be better if they're set in the <laughs> overlook hotel let's not be silly bro i mean look at ready player one yeah um, no, i'll stop trolling but no they are yeah. is is such a good achievement like you say and i think that when that book was written no one especially Stephen, could have imagined that one day it would be adapted in such a huge massive way like you say mm-hmm. like the the production scale of that movie i genuinely think is one of the biggest we've ever seen for a horror movie um Definitely. and so yeah i agree with you that like yeah yeah it does swing a lot and there are some misses mm-hmm. but like that doesn't take away from how many home runs it hits throughout like it gives us such an incredible pennywise really just such an enjoyable like collection of movies like you say yeah um, the cast is exquisite like there are so many things that are perfect with it and i think like because we put it on such a high mantle like mm. we chipped away at it for multiple reasons and especially when we got to year end like yeah because we have we, to, we, we were <laughs> we were forced to compare some of the best movies we've ever seen for the podcast in one year mm. um and compile a top 10 list which i still think we did a great job of but like we had to chip away at things and i think kind of um now I can just watch it, watch it on its own, or, or yeah. watch it as part of a double bill, and like you don't get you don't get much better as a five hour kind of spectacle than these two movies. Yeah, um, sure. so yeah, good time, and I just cannot wait to see what because we don't really know what Muschietti's doing next, do we? Um, I th- he was originally attached um, to do it was like a one of the superhero movies. Oh, was he? Yeah, I can't remember which one it oh, was. Oh, it was we did... Flash, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember now, yeah. Because obviously um, he was like up talking about like wanting to do a Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff. Oh, my God. But yeah. then, well, this, then this I remember movie, looking up and it was this. <laughs> yeah, this movie again, like so many Nightmare on Elm Street vibes as well. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, yeah, it would be phenomenal. Like, I'd love this guy to stay in horror because he can do big budget horror like no one else. Yeah um so it'd be super interesting but yeah, yeah. so I've, I've had a good time man you can tell i've been you know in lockdown i've been getting the movies in yeah i've watched a lot as well and some of them aren't really relevant to talk about on the show so i won't bother um like i watched like sonic which was a good time <laughs> but uh <laughs> one, one i did rewatch because it randomly got added to netflix which i don't think i've seen for about two decades um nice. beetlejuice nice um, 
which like is such a weird movie when you rewatch it now and i just remember those were the types of movies that really shaped us growing up these like yeah. i remember watching that and edward scissorhands and mars attacks as these kind of like weird timber and like movies that were aimed for children but like when you see what it's actually about like loads of suicide references like characters being beheaded and all of this Beetlejuice really... is terrifying at points <laughs> like when you're watching yeah. that movie as a kid it, the imagery in that movie is just bizarre that it's like got the rating that it has where mm. it, it just it goes to show you that like kind of like ratings and certificates and all that stuff it always comes and goes of like sometimes they're really strict and sometimes they're super lenient and i i just feel like now that we're at a point where i don't think he could have made these movies for children because they're just crazy like i don't think they would have said like no you can't have a character laugh about killing herself no you can't have a character be beheaded and, and all of this yeah. stuff like it's just it's really really crazy but it's such a weird movie man like rewatching it i was like is this is like bizarre to me like have you even in it that much it's mostly about this like couple and their adventure like it's what a I weird think when movie. you when you um re when you rewatch it like um you you in your mind you think it's a kids movie because you watched it as a kid and then you yeah. watch it and you're just shocked you're like my god this is not a kids movie <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I think it was positioned that way, which is what's bizarre. Like, it's just, it's mm. very weird. But it was very much enjoyable. And it reminded me, like, cause I haven't seen, like, Edward Scissorhands in years as well. So I'm curious to give that a stab as well. But um, it was weird. It was one of those ones that I thought a lot about. And um, it just got randomly added to, like, the UK Netflix. So I was like, perfect time to watch it, really. Because mm. um, it's one of those characters that is really weird to me how it stayed popular for so long yeah like people know who beetlejuice is and michael keaton but he's like he's not in the movie that much it was it was one movie right they didn't do any other ones or anything um, yeah just the one i mean it's been that's what's been heavily rumored for for, for decades that, that, yeah. that they want to do more but yeah it's never happened it would be incredible because like yeah. it's so bizarre looking at it now and be like oh yeah and then he was batman a year after whereas like yeah now oh, wow. with so many crazy projects behind him we talk again about these actors letting loose and he was obviously doing it back then in the 80s but like yeah an older michael keaton doing that now would be fascinating to watch for sure um yeah definitely but yeah that's pretty much it for this week um obviously going forward we don't know right now because <laughs> it's all up in the air guns um, akimbo too yes um so obviously uh keep your eyes peeled on twitter because we usually try and put it up uh, if you want to try and watch along um or if not you'll find out next week which is always exciting. yeah and i think i think you know now more than ever give us a follow on twitter because that will be how we'll try to interact so if we yeah. if we do have an idea for a show that we think we want your interaction with whether it be a poll or or or, uh, mm. kind of whatever when things dry up like twitter will be the place that will do that yeah um so definitely kind of follow us there to keep up to date on what we're going to be putting out weekly yeah for sure um but yeah that was episode 189 where we talked about guns akimbo uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone because i never could how could i start that